the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water. I'm Sharon Kleina. Why did I choose almost seven years ago when I started my radio talk show to discuss the power of water? Because it's your life and it's costing this world, the planet Earth, living in this solar system. A lot of lives are being lost. We're losing 6,000 children a day because they do not have water to drink worldwide. Our price, our crisis is fresh water. Now, something for you to understand and why I take this so serious with dehydration studies. The moment you were born, you entered in the air, you breathe in that delivery room. Your body is, the water in your cells is two-thirds of your total body water. Water outside the cells is one-third of your total body water. The cells of an adult human body are 50 trillion cells. How much water are you carrying? Now, are you going to drink the ocean water every day, a glass of ocean water? Are you going to drink a glass of saline water? No, you're going to drink fresh water. And I'm saying do not put anything in that fresh water to contaminate it. It must be 100% fresh water, safe water that you're drinking. Eight to ten glasses of water a day are vital. Now, why is this vital? Men are 60 to 75% water. Women are 55 to 65% water. The newborn is 75% water. The brain is 80% water. Your tears at the surface of your eye, you have a tear film, and at the surface of that tear film is 98% water. Why, what has caused drying eye? What is dehydration? Your bone is 22% water. The body fluids are 75 to 98% water. Now, what is the crisis going on worldwide? Fresh water is diminishing. It's not less of fresh water. It's just not safe. We have 100% of the water on the planet Earth. 97% is ocean water. 3% is fresh water, but only 1% is usable water. So why would I take this serious life and death? And I believe our, our planet should be here for eternity. I also have had members of NASA and NOAA on here, and we've discussed the water on the surface Earth has got to have an enormous influence on the rest of the universe, the system, because we have the known water. So what do you think is happening to our health every day? The dehydration of those cells and the toxin? If you want to go on a diet, just drink a lot of water. If you want to fight diseases, be sure you're drinking lots of water. If the doctor says take a prescription, do not take that prescription, that one pill, without a lot of water. And please, don't take your pills all together. Your vitamins, always take them separately with a glass of water and, and, and space them out. Please remember, it's the water. Water has been brought to the nature of Earth as a solvent. It's the nature of our lives. Please take this serious. And this show is exciting. We've had people from all over the world. We've been in Kenya. We've been in Holland. And today we have a very exciting, I'm really excited about this uh, 
guest, Dr. Lawrence Gelt-Gelman. He is CEO of a major South Texas hospital in South Texas, based physician, hospital administrator, conservative activist, and media personality. He's got his own talk show. We're going to talk about the what is the Obamacare? Will it work? He's going to have some ideas for us what we can learn. But first, we're going to listen to our sponsor with Biologic Aqua Research. They have Nature's Tears Eye Mist. At the surface of your eyes is 98% water. What is happening to vision impairment, to blindness? What is dry eye? It's dehydration, lack of water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only product worldwide to supplement with tissue culture grade of water, to supplement with a fresh water with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Dr. Chelman. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Gelman, are you with us? Uh, yes, I'm right here. Well, I thank you for joining us today. Um, uh, how, uh, we were going to discuss, I guess, the subject today is uh, the future of our health care plan here in the United States. And before we can begin, tell us a little bit about you and your background. Well, um, I'm a physician and anesthesiologist, and other than that, we started our own hospital here, physician-based in South Texas, and uh, we've been that's been kind of my busy work over the last uh, 12 years or so. We're up to about over 500 beds now. So um, I have a wife and four children. Uh, the youngest one is uh, in is already uh, 25 years old. <laughs> and uh, um, I'm involved a little bit about politics uh, by uh, not really by choice but by necessity. So you know that's that's pretty much about well, your it. Your hospital about that it. you're um, uh, with is uh, is that a, a physician-ran hospital? Yeah, it's a physician-owned hospital. Um, so, yeah. Are there very many of those in the United States? No, very few. And the government just passed a law basically saying they won't permit any new ones. So for the time being, that's um, you're not going to be seeing any new ones coming online. 
Well, I've been in healthcare. Um, I'm probably a lot older than you. I'm 71 <laughs> next week. I've been involved in healthcare on my end of it for since my 20s, and I was very much involved with. I was president of the American Cancer Society when I was 27, on uh, the State Board of Health here in Oregon, and more. And I believe that our subject today is going to be on what people can do to live with what's going on with their health and their futures, and uh, what's going to be the cost of that. Um, being able to, the expense of it all. And uh, let's let you begin by telling us, where, which, where are you coming from yourself personally? With, and, and I'm going to share with you something. I have a little concern about calling this Obamacare. Um, I wish we would call it our health care plan. It's, you know, it, it became very popular, and I'm sure he's very flattered uh, about it being called Obamacare for his legacies. But uh, what do you think about uh, the health care plan that is the law that's been passed? Well, it's really just an extension of the pre-existing Medicare and Medicaid program. And in general, I don't agree in any government-sponsored health care program. They're usually inefficient, um, prone to corruption, uh, are influenced by factors which have nothing to do with health care, and are more politically motivated. So um, it's a bad idea. Overall, I, prefer, I believe in the free market. I believe that free market healthcare in the United States is what has made the United States by far the finest healthcare um, uh, provider in the world. And uh, I think that um, it has been jeopardized by existing programs and will be further jeopardized by uh, the increasing encroachment of government onto the, uh, onto the healthcare delivery system in the United States. You're right, and I'm sure that most people, um, you know, uh, doctor, my husband is from Holland, and we have a lot of friends from foreign countries, like I'm sure you do, and they all came here for many reasons, to get away from high taxes because 80% of their wages after a period of time went to taxes, and then the socialized health care, Bill would say that when you have socialized health care in time, there's such a list before you get to go in and do even your dental work, that your cavities are so bad they have to pull the teeth uh, because you're on a list. I've talked to people in Canada. They have socialized medicine. And one woman I talked to said her father was on a list to have uh, some heart surgery, but he had to wait for younger people to get their heart surgery first because he was older. He was in his 70s, and he, they had to, it was a list. And then he ended up coming into the United States. A lot of people from all over the world come to America to get their health care. What do you believe is going to happen? Now, we have in our country uh, uh, quite a percentage of people who have no idea, doctor, what has happened here. I would say it's as high as 40%, if not higher. They don't understand the vocabulary. They do not understand a thing about it. And so how do you get people to understand what has happened here? Well, it's, it's purposeful. The ignorance is sponsored by government. It is in the interest of government to make sure people remain ignorant. Uh, that is, uh, so I really, you know, it's not a question of stupidity. The people have more than enough intelligence in general to understand. But unless they actively pursue information, it is not readily available. 
not a single media outlet, nothing from the government, certainly nothing in the system of education provides any kind of forum in, in which an individual uh, will be uh, informed as to what is going on in healthcare or any other issue. I mean, healthcare is just about one, but you can talk about foreign policy, energy policy, anything else. It really doesn't right. make a difference. The government exists uh, by uh, in by keeping people ignorant, and that's that's. So you really can't blame the people so much as as the government. But the government does does it because they have. Um, bad intentions. They're really a malevolent outfit. All governments are malevolent when you get right down to it, and just a question of degree. And uh, so that's, that's, that, that's the problem. And uh, you know, uh, how do you fix that? that? Well, you get, get a better form of government, I suppose. Yeah, I have to say, I think they're being very naive. Uh, about, uh, and I don't, it, you know, um, doctor, a lot of times, you know, when I was president of American Cancer so far back, and my, my team of people I worked with, um, the volunteers, I would say, please don't say the vocabulary as, as the doctor uses vocabulary. You use common sense vocabulary so that people will understand what we're talking about so we can get them educated to deal with whether they have cancer or prevent cancer for better health. So I said, but you know, doctor, I could be wrong, and this something would be very important. Maybe we could discuss for a moment. I don't think people understand. I really don't think they're taking the time to want to understand. They're thinking that the person in front of them knows more than they do, and they think that is all they need. I don't think they're pursuing the knowledge about what you just said. They're intelligent enough to figure it out if they're willing. I don't. I think they're faking it that they understand. I don't think they understand at all. I really do. I don't. Okay. I, I, it's but, like in the I mean, business world, they can have right. They, but that's fine. But you have, you know, you have a bridge. And how many people understand the engineering of a bridge? You have an airplane. How many people understand the engineering of an airplane? It doesn't prevent them from utilizing those uh, those structures. Uh, you see, what we have here, we need to understand, is we have a malevolent government that wants to control the lives of the average person. And really, those people we're talking about that don't their energy. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, why sh- look? We have we have malevolent government that is basically imposing its will upon the American people, and the the, the problem is that the there's no one there are no there's no one in authority who represents the average American. It, it, the, everyone in authority is involved with the government, believes in government, and you have the government against the people. And there's nothing unusual about that. That's just the way it is throughout a history, throughout most of the world. So I don't know how much you're going to you can blame the people for for ignorance uh, when it when they, it's essentially impossible to uh, you know to get any information. And it would be like blaming the uh, the Cubans for living in slavery. I mean, what is it that you want them to do? Uh, we we live in ignorance because we have a government that is. Uh, that is a that is evil, and uh, and I re- don't want to really blame the people that much. I mean, they're just people. They get they're indoctrinated. They're they're told what to do, and you know, there's nothing special about them. Um, I just don't. Uh, I mean, the problem is the government, not the people. You know, uh, I, it's something to think about. You're just thinking there, and I really like, glad you brought that analysis up. 
And other countries of the world, they've all, they're older. They're older countries. They've been around a long time compared to this young country called the United States. How did their countries have takeovers? With, with takeovers of, of what? Healthcare? Of their country, of their well, healthcare and their taxes and all that because, because well, the people became very complacent. The people were, didn't well, realize, they didn't realize what was happening until all of a sudden it was there. Well, it only appears to be all of a sudden, but obviously it's an. No, no, what I mean process. is in time, in generations. And that's why so many people uh, that you and I know well, are worried about those children in grade school today. Any child in grade school is going to be, they're not going to get to live the life we're going to, where we've been living. Well, we're already where Europe is. Um, we're already there. Uh, it didn't take Europe uh, 500 years to get to where they are now. It took a relatively short period of time. They've been the way they are for hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, we are just now reaching that level, but there's really very little to distinguish uh, the United States from, 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 from European countries in the way, in the way we function. We have, they have aristocracies. Uh, they, they may call themselves prime ministers and all that, but they're a permanent political class, essentially an aristocracy. They have a long tradition of aristocracies, king and queens and all that. Uh, we have an aristocracy as well. We just happen to call them presidents and senators and congressmen. We, and we have a priestly class, and we call them judges. But the, 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 the fact of the matter is that we're already there. We are a European-type society right now with the government in charge dictating everything. Uh, probably I would, I would describe us as being in a fascist dictatorship at the present time, uh, moving towards a communist-type system. Um, but, um, but that's the natural history of all governments. No government uh, has uh, been able to avoid that natural history. Uh, ultimately, the countries disappear. Uh, that's well, now this is Doctor. For a second, your your what you just okay. said. Don't you don't you think that it's because the people are allowing that to happen, and they don't, and that's why I say um, during the campaigns and during discussions on business channels on business, the word business in your practice of the medical world, the people will nod their head. They understand when they really don't understand. It's like you just mentioned about the bridges that are built and the different things. They're going to say, oh, oh well, God. I understand. But they don't understand. And uh, um, I've often said, doctor, but, I wish there was a special cable channel for education. It's kind of like from your state. You had Ross Perot with his bulletin board uh, writing out things uh, to people to understand. I've often wished that more people would get like that with the bulletin board do you realize this bullet? Do you realize this? Have you any questions about this? Have you thought about that question about that? This is what I'm saying, well, Doctor. It's like yeah, a lot so of Ross people Pro could don't do it. Under- Ross Perot could do it because he was a billionaire. Okay, so he had the funds to do it. He didn't need to go ask people to do it. The, it is not in the interest of government to educate the people, and therefore the sources and the medium to be used to educate people are blocked or made prohibitively expensive from those who want to inform the people. Uh, much more, much more interesting to watch Kim Kardashian with her latest boyfriend. I mean, that's that's where that's our society right. is. You are but, right. But it's the the thing is, it's the about the, that. You know, back societies. Back, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. you're right about what's going on out here. Uh, it's like the violence that we just had in uh, the Sandy Hook school. Now they're wanting to blame. Was, oh. 
yeah. all kinds of things. But I'm saying that what what are our children yeah. watching today, Doctor? And I bet you being a physician, you know, and if you work with children, they're watching the worst of the worst. When I was a young person, well, I, we were sheltered right. somewhat, and, and we Wait. should have been because yeah. we were no, children. Look, 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 there was no television back when the Soviet Union and Nazi Germany came into power. And they did a lot of nasty things, okay? So let's not blame television uh, for the problem. Human nature is really the issue. Okay. Uh, you know, so... Okay, so let's, uh, uh, it's the intelligentsia that determines the course of a nation. Mm-hmm. Our nation was founded by the intelligentsia uh, that was, character, you know, such as Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, Samuel Adams, and all of those. And they had a certain philosophy, which was really unique and distinct from much of the rest of the world. But they're gone. And now we have Barack Obama and George Bush, hardly at the caliber of our founding fathers, and certainly not revolutionaries at all. Uh, they are statists, and they believe in big government. And so the intelligentsia of this country has over time converted from one that believed in individualism and free markets to one that believes in state control and controlled markets. That's the natural history of all civilization. Like I say, you cannot find a single civilization on Earth today that has been able to survive that natural progression from an open society to a closed society. Uh, it doesn't happen. All, they're all, they all eventually disappear. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's England or the Soviet Union. China will disappear. We're going to disappear. Uh, it just, it's just inevitable. I can't say the exact date, but it, it is inevitable because it's always been that way and always will be that way. All we can do is try to do something about the existence that we have today. Now and all... Yeah, now that we've said that and you've got that evaluation, yes. and I'm still going to go back to where I think people should be much more uh, wanting to learn more about what the person just said on uh, that's representing us and what quote our government is getting. Yes, you're right. It isn't. They they have to admit. They have to admit. Nobody could our- deny the government is controlling us more than ever in history, and well, they're getting away with the, a lot. The government. Because- I'm sorry. Go on. Well, they're getting away with a lot, when, especially when you don't have to have a budget. I've never seen anything like that one in my life. And 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 our oh. forefathers said this is the way to go by these, uh, the Constitution and all these bylaws and all these things. And we have all these attorneys that are breaking the laws. But back to today with this this uh, with the health care. What do you believe is going to happen when these people who voted for that health care and voted for that person to be reelected to control our lives find out that yeah. they can't afford to buy the health care themselves personally? They're going to be in trouble. They, they won't care. What are you? Are you kidding yourself? They're not going to care. Look, well, be more we, have society, we have a society of we have society of producers and parasites, and right now the parasites outnumber the producers. If you, what you think that these people are going to go marching in the street because they get denied access, where in the world does that does that happen? Well, Nowhere I don't in the think world they're going to be denied. Happen. They're and not, not going to be denied. They'll here. go on public assistance, look, right? We have look. We have a government that promotes dependency. We're the majority of the population that wants to be dependent. People prefer to be slaves. Read the Bible. They prefer to be slaves. And that's all there is to it. Well, they prefer to be slaves, and they're going to be slaves. 
And if you think they're going to complain about it, you're mistaken. The same way that the slaves didn't complain during the Civil War, that the slaves today are not going to complain. Uh, they're just going to accept it and go uh, on take what they're given, and that's yeah. it. So if you're looking for an uprising of the people, uh, you're kidding yourself. The only way you get an uprising of these people is if you take away their welfare. But other than that, well, well you give now, them a few Doctor, arms, don't you think a lot fine. of people are going to be on public assistance that never have been on public assistance in their whole lives? They go to work every well, day, but they they don't they can't they're, afford health care. But it's going to be mandatory. They, they, won't they care. have to have it. They won't care. No, they don't. Why, where do you get that idea? Um, what, nowhere else in the world do they have to have it. Why do you think they need to have to have it here? Oh, yes, there are some people who are concerned about their health care. Let's not kid ourselves. They're not concerned about health care. Um, there are people out there who don't have health insurance, but who go to basketball games and buy, and buy automobiles and buy cell phones and buy DVD players and buy cable TV to watch Kim Kardashian, and they don't have, and they don't have health insurance. So spare me. Okay, we have a population that is 30% morbidly obese. That means they're already, they have clinical uh, problems associated with their uh, obesity. 30% of the population, as far as overweight, what are we at, 60%? You think those people care about their health? Are you, are, you, are you kidding me? They don't care about their health. How many people do we have smoking and drinking and taking drugs? Do you think they care about their health? Of course not. Now, they get run over by a car because they're drunk. They want someone to pay to go fix their broken leg or something. But, you know, let's not kid ourselves. The vast majority of people are not sick at any point of time, and they couldn't care less. I have about, to tell you a story, doctor. Um, years and years ago, I was studying the Constitution. Oh, it was probably about 35 years ago. I was studying the Constitution. It's the same. <laughs> and I want you to know, I, I ran into this one book as I was studying it. And I went into this one book with... Um, uh, Ralph Nader and Milton Friedman were always debating with each other for years. They just always got into these debates. And, and it might be, people might call it argument. I'll call it a debate. And uh, right. Milton Friedman led Ralph Nader to a question that he knew how he was going to answer it in the audience, for the audience to hear. But he was curious how the audience would react to it. So Milton Friedman said to Ralph Nader, very obviously, why do you want to have another law? that everybody has to wear a helmet to ride a motorcycle. And Milton Friedman says, well, Ralph, I mean, Ralph uh, Milton, Ralph Nader said to Milton, well, don't you know that a government ambulance would come and pick them up at the scene during the motorcycle wreck? The government hospital would have to take care of them. And the government, if, they, any, if the person is not able to go back to work, the government will have to subsidize that person or if the person died, the government would have to take care of the family. That was 35 years ago, Doctor. And what has happened? Yes. This is what's happened. Well, what's so hard to predict about that? You've heard of Social Security. When was that, <clears throat> when was that created? 1934? Uh, when was Medicare and Medicaid <clears throat> created? 1964? I mean, 1964, you're talking about almost 50 years ago. So what's, what's the big deal? Well, I mean, the big deal to me, for me personally, uh, is I would look at it this way, is that uh, we have now uh, a government health program that is going to penalize anybody and everybody for certain, uh, certain health issues, accidents, 
life or death that we've never had we've never had that happen in the United States in the past although I've said to the world doctor we had the most wonderful healthcare program on the face of the earth for people to be on Medicare or Medicaid young women have a baby that has no father or has a father and they don't make enough money they get they get free government assistance yeah yeah. And we have already in place the greatest opportunities for everybody to have health care way before yeah. this health care law was passed. Now, do you agree with me or disagree? Yeah. Well, I, I agree with that, but the fact of the matter is that the government, look, these programs are not created by the people. They're created by the government, and the government does so for one purpose, and that is to create a dependent class. This is not an accident. This is all done purposeful. It is done. It has a purpose behind it. And so the 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 problem is the government and the psychology of those in government. And you can talk to all the people that you want, but the, look, the bottom line is, you want to change the system, you better get rid of the government. There's no other way of doing it. The government is in charge. They control the purse strings. They control uh, the uh, the police forces. And uh, unless you're willing to go up against the government, nothing is going to change. Back, back to the physicians now, uh, because you're representing physicians also, because you're one. What do you think is going to happen to these practices of uh, the doctors that already have these? You're, you have a, it's not a private practice, let's say, uh, where you're individually uh, private physicians and private practice, although you have a hospital where the doctors have an um, investment. And then you have, we have outside of that hospital doctors that have private practices. Uh, what do you think is going to happen to them? What already is happening to them, most of them will become employees. They will come and become employees of a corporation. They will become employees of a hospital. Already the over 50% of physicians are employees, which is a completely different world than when I graduated medical school. But once again, it's what the government wants. The government, the government yearns for control. They are not interested in your benefit or my benefit. They're not interested in health care, except their own, of course. They're not interested in the people at all, other than the fact to be compliant slaves. So that's, look, I, just, I don't know how to make this any clearer. The government is achieving exactly what it wants to achieve and create a population that's dependent upon government. So it's not a question of, of ignorance. It's not a question of, uh, of, of a misunderstanding. It's not a question of incompetence or poor management skills. It is, it is exactly what the government wishes to achieve, and that is what is being achieved. You were saying, where are we going? We're going to have a nationalized system where the government dictates what kind of health care you can receive, where all health care providers will follow orders of the government and will be completely disconnected from, from the individual patient. That's, that's, that is the trend that we're, going, that, that we're heading into. So that's, that, that's where it's going to be. Do you see very many and, doctors And everybody who voted for Barack Obama is going to be happy to see that. Doctor, do you believe that in time any doctors will have a private practice or they're going to be forced into be working as an employee in the hospitals? The, the basis of Obamacare is that, that the government will have control of all the economy and health care and that the doctors will all be employees of the government. 
that is the logical conclusion of what the Affordable Care Act will, will achieve. It started off with Medicare and Medicaid, and it's moving along towards that. But why should we be surprised? That's pretty much the system in almost every other country, industrialized country at least, uh, in the world. So why should we, we be surprised at that? But we must understand the purpose of that system is not to provide health care. It is to give power to the government and enslave the people. And once we understand what the motivation of government is, then everything they do becomes a lot clearer, and we are better able to understand exactly what is going on. We've got to take a moment with our sponsor, and then when we come back, let's discuss that part of it, that people need to understand the vocabulary and what is clear that is happening so our audience around the world can understand uh, what they need to expect. And I think that's back to uh, getting people educated, doctor. Education is vital for people to understand what is happening here because it is happening. We're going to take a moment with our sponsor, Doctor. You're doing. I just really enjoy what you're saying, and I, I can see where you're coming from. Uh, the listeners, I'm sure, are taking this very serious. We'll listen to our sponsor and be right back with Dr. Kilman. World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Uh, doctor, uh, when you were, when we took our moment there with our sponsor, you were talking about where people are, do you believe that people have to accept this is the way it's going to be? There's no changing, nothing. Everything, uh, uh, this healthcare program is going to be here to stay and it'll get bigger and bigger, um, stronger, let's say, of the healthcare system uh, because it's just beginning. So, what is your thinking there? Well, the trend is for ever greater uh, government control. But I think I've complained enough. Let's talk about solutions. And surprisingly, the solution is actually very simple. If you give every American a voucher from the government, every American doesn't matter what their income level is. Give every American a, let's say, six or $7,000, every adult American, let's say, $7,000, and every child, let's say, what Medicaid gives, like $1,500. 
Um, you could every, every American could be insured, every single one, at a cost of about 30% less than the cost of health care is today, and the cost would actually decline. Uh, that is because now the individual, and I'm sure you're a proponent of this because you want the people to become active, now each individual is in charge of their own health care. They can go buy an insurance policy, and then they can negotiate with various insurance companies who I can assure you would love a system like that because you're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars now being thrown into the system, taken away from the government uh, uh, um, uh, well, mafiosos, you might say, and giving it to the people. So now they can negotiate with the doctor. They can negotiate with the medical supplier. They can negotiate with the pharmacist, the insurance company, with the hospital. And by doing so, what happens? Price goes down. You know that right. if somebody goes to a hospital that's private pay and they'll pay cash for whatever, then amazingly enough, they end up paying less than the insurance company would have to pay for a covered individual. That would be so very, very simple to do. And now each person is responsible for his or her own health care rather than now where we as taxpayers have, are, have to uh, 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 bail out or pay for the health care of other people. And, of course, because they're not paying for their own health care, they behave irresponsibly, as you yourself said having multiple children out of wedlock, they don't take care of them properly, they want the state to take care of them, because there's no impact, there's no negative reinforcement to what they're doing. They have a child, the government gives them money. They have another child, the government gives them more money. You have a child that's unruly and, and classified with attention deficit disorder, they give you a check every month. I mean, the system is geared to benefit the irresponsible and to punish the responsible. It is geared to benefit the non-producer and to punish the, the to, to uh, punish is geared to benefit the non-producer and to punish the producer. So the I answer mean the produ- is very, very the, uh, simple. The, the producer Empower has to the pay people for by giving them a voucher. Why right. won't the government do that, even though it would save an enormous amount of money? Because that gives power to the people and takes it away from the government. And the last thing the government wants to do is to lose power and give it to the people. Well, and the one thing, uh, when I think of the word government, I just had a business associate here from Switzerland a week ago for a few days in our company, and and they were saying that the model in Switzerland is less government and more to the provinces, we'll call it the states. And what's happening in our country right now is the government is the biggest employer and will be bigger and bigger and bigger. When they say these new jobs, it's they're hiring a lot of new people to do IRS, um, to work with the IRS, and then also with this uh, health care plan. Uh, you call it the Obamacare yeah. plan. Um, they, there's going to be thousands of people hired to oversee that because of the penalties. If people don't have health insurance, they're going to be penalized individually, and it will come out in the open with not just the companies but the individualities, people who have to go get their health care program, and they have to pay for it. And uh, that will make a bigger government. Am well, I, do, um, pardon? You're, yes, you're right about that, except if you don't pay income tax, you cannot be penalized, and therefore you don't have to buy health insurance. So if the, the whole pay, system is just, is just so corrupt, it's unbelievable. There now, is, if you don't pay, be if you don't less pay pe- income tax, you don't have to buy your own health care. That's right. Right. Because... 
because you're not penalized. Also, if you're, an, if, you're an, if you're an undocumented immigrant, you're also out of the system. So all the people that the, that the liars in government say are going to be covered is, is nonsense. There's going to be actually less people insured than before, and there's going to be a vast number of underinsured patients. But the government understands that. All they want is control, and um, if you're economically deprived, as so many Americans are these days, purposefully by the government, then you depend upon the government for your food, for your transportation, for your education, for your health care, and pretty much for everything else. So you, are, uh, you become basically a serf or a slave of and, the government. And my concern, doctor, is, and yours too, uh, it sounds like, your concern is very, very compassionate concern. My concern is that people will not take care of their health because they're making it too easy for them to be uh, using the crutch of the government. Uh, people have a tendency, behavior patterns, have a, deten- a, a way of if there's something there to take care of them, they'll take, they'll be more, let's uh, say, relaxed about how they take care of their health. You and are if, you, if you've met exactly. people who uh, go to the doctor all the time, and um, they they go to the doctor all the time because the doctor is going to be their god. You tell me what is wrong with me. They don't go there to tell the doctor what is wrong with them. They go there. You tell me, doctor, what is wrong with me. They do that with a lot of things in their life. They want somebody else to take the responsibility. And what we're what you're concerned about, and I'm concerned about, I believe, and I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but. I'm concerned is that people will not be proactively working to take better care of their health because they know the government will be there if something doesn't go right. You're exactly correct. Let me give you a good example. In our institution, we do about 3,000 dental procedures on children under the age of six for a level of decay which is so severe that the procedure takes an hour under general anesthetic and has to be done by pediatric dentist specialists. 3,000 a year, 100% Medicaid. Our population the children of six years and under is about 25% Medicaid, which is a significant number. But you're exactly correct. Why is it that, only, why is it that instead of 25% of our uh, children that have, operate, that have, their, have to have uh, their, their, their teeth repaired, uh, by, a, by a specialist, uh, why, is it, why isn't it 25% instead of 100%? Because you're exactly right. Because the parent, usually the single parent, taking care of that child, neglects that child and, and expects that the government or somebody else is going to be responsible for picking up the tab. That is why that 80% of deliveries that we do in our hospital are Medicaid as well, which is very common throughout the United States. Even though our population is only about 20% Medicaid, we have 80% of the, of the, of, of the people being, of, of pregnancies that are being delivered in our community are, are Medicaid. Uh, why? Because there's no negative uh, repercussion uh, to what they're doing. You want to have a child every, you know, two, you know, every, every year, with a diff, without, without being married, by different boyfriends, no problem. The government takes care of it. You don't want to brush your kids' teeth, no problem. The government takes care of it. You, you eat yourself uh, fat with Twinkies and other junk food, no problem. Now you're even disabled. Government pays you disability for being obese. It, the, the, the government is, is, is the problem, and, but you're exactly correct. But once you remove any kind of personal incentive for taking care of your own health, 
you have this gigantic population which is growing, uh, which feels that their health is somebody else's problem, somebody else's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's happening. And, you know, something we all have to remind ourselves, Dr. of our population in America is less to support all that than the country of Greece. They're comparing us to France more than Greece. But we don't have that huge population to support what we have here. And that we, people don't realize when it gets gross and gets uh, the the demand of the of the individuals who are working every day to make a living. And, and let's get rid of the word rich. Um, I don't want to hear about the word rich. I want to hear about people who go to work every day to put bread on their table, try to make ends meet, get ahead. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have a vacation. Uh, our own president went on a vacation. He came back from the vacation in a very expensive plane. He went back to his vacation on a very expensive plane to do it and come back again. And uh, the thing about the word rich, uh, I'm just, I'm really disappointed in the people who use that word rich. Uh, but the people who are working every day to put food on the table, to try to have a vision, have dreams, to work hard to take care of themselves, be healthy, they're going to have everything against them only because there's, we do not have the population to keep up with those who will not be wanting to work every day that we're going to have to take care of. And like you just said, our children are being born out of wedlock thanks to contraceptives of, uh, uh, that they've been bragging about. They brag about it. And, uh, it well, and, and you may disagree with me, but they were, during the whole the last year, they were bragging about being able to go to college and be on contraceptives. Now, I was just shocked that our society of our world, and if don't talk about class, uh, the class of our country, where has it gone? It's not having anything to do with rich. It's what we decided we wanted to to be our behavior, how we take responsibilities for our morals, our integrity, and our responsibilities to want to be respected. Uh, that's where I come from. And uh, well, But again, we're living in a free society, but my gosh in heaven. It's not free. What is free? <laughs> well, no, no, we're not, we're, not, we're not in a free society. We cannot make a move. I cannot go a day without government involvement in my life. I cannot. Oh, right. You're right, being a physician. Yes. Okay. We're, we're not free. We're no, we're no freer than a slave on the plantation who's not chained to anything physically. But that slave wasn't free, and we're not free. We may think we're free because we're allowed to wander around, but we're not Well, I should say we're, free. We're very, very I didn't, what I meant um, to say is they've, they've overdone this freedom of our uh, Facebook, freedom of our Twitter, freedom of our, what, we, uh, what we write that goes blood. out. I don't know about you. I've had people uh, try, uh, maliciously, not a lot, maybe one or two, but uh, come after me and lie just because they wanted to get attention to themselves and they knew they'd get attention if they used me. And, you, you know, you look at it where people get away with that kind of freedom. Uh, but you're right about the other freedoms. People don't realize, doctor, it's going to become beyond their imagination. Why my husband's family moved to America, a lot of families moved to America, a lot of families come to America to have their 
their operations and have their health care taken care of, they're no longer, it's not going to be here anymore. It's going to be too expensive. I think we could outdo anybody all over the world in time because we don't have the population to support it. Well, let's go back to your issue on morality, which I agree with uh, entirely. But the problem is when you have an immoral or amoral government and where the people have to actually fight against the media, against the, the press, against what's on television or the government itself, when, we are, uh, when it comes to morality, when, the, when the, the average moral person finds themselves in the minority and even ridiculed as being, um, as being somehow old-fashioned because we believe that in the family structure, we believe there is such a thing as right and wrong. We do believe that we ought to be responsible for our own actions and that we should not be, uh, have, that someone else should not be responsible for our actions we're finding ourselves increasingly in the minority. You know, when you're passing out condoms to children in high school, uh, what does that tell that child? It tells a child that the adults have thrown up their hands and given up and saying, okay, go on, do what you want, be as promiscuous as you want, but we're trying to avoid the burden on society by you having children. And so the school system you know, Bloomberg and all those other communists out there, uh, what they're doing is they're, they're creating a society which says that um, go ahead and do what you want. There's no right and, and no wrong, but those societies decay and disappear. And our society will decay and, and, or is decayed and will disappear. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's just the natural history. But I have to tell you, the thing is when, believe... when, your leadership, when your leadership is immoral, I believe that, to Doctor, I believe that there's really more of our outlook than that in this country of America. And the people who come here, that's what they want. They came here for a reason, because we had a different way of vision than they did in their countries, because they fled countries like you just described. I could be wrong, and I hope I am wrong. I think there's going to be an uprising coming, a change that they're not going to want the government to tell them every day what they have to do to live their lives. We haven't been, our country has been very responsible and we've been helped, we've been all over the world helping others to help them have their freedom of their rights. And especially for women, doctor. Look at women all over the world, what they still are going through. You know, we have a, they have a tendency to say, oh, it's the religion or it's the color of your skin. I'm going to say to the world, what about women's rights? Women are being, uh, they talk about a woman's a minority. Well, that, that's embarrassing to me personally. But I do see over yes, in countries I, that I women are having their heads really, cut unfortunately, off. Unfortunately. They've been shot legally, to, and shot legally to kill them because they wanted an education. Women's rights have gone not too far, doctor, and they're getting worse because of what's happening in the Middle East right, right now. But right, back to those bullets those bullets are made by American manufacturers. Yes, you're those right. guns are guns built by Americans, usually by the US military. The but countries I, well, which are most kind of oppressive like of women. About about the, the guns down in Mexico. You know, I was just shocked. And I'm thinking that all over the world, we we probably are having guns all over the world that uh just the way they did it in Mexico where we didn't know they were down right. there so they could right. track them, but 
back real quickly the to most, one more yeah. subject here on health issues. Yeah. I'm a believer yeah. on the, uh, that you're right. And I've had uh, heads of NASA on here, climatologists. I've had lots of people on here from big, uh, places. And the hoax of the global warming. We agree yeah. with you, many of us, that it's a climate change that Earth has been having since the beginning of time. So what is your thinking? You mentioned here you had a ho- it's a hoax, global warming. What is your thinking about it? Well, of course, it's that a has hoax. a lot to First do with water, what's going no, on with our health. There's there, there's no evidence whatsoever that the Earth is getting warmer uh, over the short term. Uh, obviously, the Earth uh, for thousands of years has been getting warmer because we, all the glaciers of the northern hemisphere have been receding for ten thousand years. The the greenhouse gas that's most important in the world is water vapor, far and away of much more consequence than carbon dioxide. Secondly, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, besides being a minor greenhouse gas, is actually a relatively ineffective greenhouse gas because of its uh, molecular structure. And 97% of the carbon dioxide in the, in the atmosphere comes from natural sources. So therefore, there's only about 3% of the carbon dioxide, and carbon dioxide makes up a, a, uh, a very tiny fraction of the greenhouse gas concentration in the atmosphere. The, I, it, it's, the, whole, the whole notion is completely absurd that the puny efforts of man to, that, that we produce carbon dioxide, where it's so puny compared to what nature does and the energy of the sun. Well, and, and we are out of time, but, you know, isn't it interesting? Oh, okay. You just said something, Doctor, that we get very angry at what humans are supposedly doing. And nature, look what Hurricane Sandy was. That's nature. The, uh, people don't realize that nature is We're control of our lives. To, we're nothing. Right. We're nothing we're, compared to nature. Nothing. Exactly. Exactly. And you keep oh. up the work. I really enjoyed listening to you and your outlook and your passion, by the way. And uh, uh, now, where do people find your uh, website? Um, TalkBackOnline.com. Okay, TalkBackOnline.com. And then you have your own yeah. radio show. When is your radio show on? Well, it's on, uh, you can pick it up on the Internet going to uh, KRV710, krv.com, and I'm on the air from 11 to 1 Central Time on Saturdays. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your passion. And Well, uh, thank you, really. I appreciate it. Well, it was nice to have you on. Let's do it again sometime because I think we could find some other subjects. <laughs> oh, I imagine so. Okay, you have a okay. nice day. Well, well, thank you for having me. And you be well. Okay. Bye. Okay, goodbye. Well, the, Dr. Lawrence Gelman, Gelman has had a conviction on his thinking about where he's coming from, and he's representing a lot of people that are concerned about what is happening. And it was, it was there, it's, it, we need to hear both sides. And there's two sides to everything. But his belief is where he came from today and, the, and our c- concern for our medical care is that you must start taking responsibility for your health. Don't blame somebody else. And don't go to the medicine cabinet first. Go study. And you have every ability today more than ever in history to study what your health is doing. And start a log. A log, a book just for you. And you can buy them for a dollar at the dollar store, those books that are black and white. 
and they have lines on the pages. And start your own log that you can tuck wherever you want it, how you're sleeping, how you're not sleeping, how much water you're drinking a day, how much water you're not drinking a day, what you're eating, what you're not eating, your outlook, your health issues. Take care of yourself because you are that important to you. And when you're healthy, what a that's a, a vulnerability to everybody else. You'll be surprised when you're healthy, other people that are healthy are going to want to be with you. If you're healthy, a lot of people who are unhealthy don't always want to be around you because you're talking about being healthy. Don't run to the medicine cabinet first. Learn how to do it. Don't let the government tell you. You do it before they tell you. You be in charge. I want to thank you for listening today. Embrace your life, and that's what this is all about. But somebody else's hugs embracing too because that you're, you're vulnerable to many people. You're that important. But Earth whispers to all of us every day with the nature of what we were just talking about today about the show. The nature of Earth's whisper is don't say goodbye. That way you'll have a responsibility of leaving something for all of us behind that is very special. I want to thank you for listening. You have a nice day and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinerHour.com. 